order. I say I will have order. Now, gentlemen, you stand accused of multiple crimes which I consider absolutely heinous. Now, uh, what were they accused of again? These two stand accused of operating a podcast while unlicensed, 47 counts of unfunny jokes, three cases of false information, and loitering. Thank you, District Attorney Betis. Now, gentlemen, what do you have to say for yourselves? Um, uh, you know, I, I think I did it for the gram. Yeah. We gotta make that money somehow. Now, gentlemen, well, I can totally understand the appeal of Instagram, especially seeing as the extra profit I make from my OnlyFans account. The fact of the matter stands that I hover in internet cringe territory while you are in internet crime territory. I didn't want to commit a crime. I don't want to go to jail. I just want to entertain. A crime's a crime, Mr. Halpern. Now, District Attorney Betis, how do you want to proceed? Now, the prosecution will now enter this podcast episode into evidence. (gasps) Order! I will allow it. And Bailiff Stevie, now that you've received the 8-track, please hit play. DJ Redbeard and DJ Morgs We're hopping on the mic Cause we're dumb and bored I got the info I got the takes Join us for an hour Cause you're better off late Listen while you're doing your dishes Take a small walk Welcome, Welcome everybody for some home good small talk We're, we're Morgan and, and Connor, Connor. Well, Welcome to, to Home Cook Small Talk. Today we'll take you through some appetizers, the main course, and of course, desserts. Well, Connor, that was a train wreck, but you know what won't be a train wreck? Today's episode! (laughs) Welcome! How are you doing today? That's not important. Oh, what is important? What's ever important? Well, what's ever the most important is our fans and keeping their ear holes filled with fun and entertaining things. Woo! Yes, indeed. Now, Connor, what have you been up to all week? What do you got going on? Well, I don't have a lot going on, personally, but some things happened this week. Ooh. For starters, we now have a date for the Battlefield 2042 trailer. Or, sorry, not trailer. I'm a doofus. The beta. The beta! Yeah. Uh, did you check out any of the details? I took some notes on it. going to be pretty exciting. Well... The big thing is they lied. It's not coming out in September. Yes. I I no longer can support this game. I apologize. No, I'm kidding. But. <laughs> they lied. Shame. But the thing is, 
by the time the next episode comes out, our viewers should hypothetically be able to play the game. Yes, they should. Our impressions might not be there, but you will have played it. For those wondering, we record usually on Fridays and come out on Tuesdays. Whoa, thanks, Mickey. Today is October 1st. Beautiful. Welcome to October 1st. So yeah, Connor, um, <laughs> what you can what you can learn to expect in the Battlefield 2042 beta, it's actually just one map and one game mode, but some cool, cool, cool stuff. So the map we are going to be playing on is called Orbital, and it takes place in French Guiana. It's a race against time and hostile conditions as you fight across the site of an imminent rocket launch watch out for both enemy fire and upcoming storms on this dynamic map wow 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 it sounds pretty neat and the mode we're going to be playing on this map of course is the classic conquest i'm glad they weren't just like here's team deathmatch have fun because battlefield has always been so weird with it you know i remember back when the battlefield 4 beta dropped but takes me back but they had one map and two game modes two game modes but it was a buggy mess yes it was i remember (laughs) um they because they also had rush right uh it was conquest and team deathmatch oh it was tdm oh wow yeah and conquest was so much fun i i still have fond memories of conquest on that siege of shanghai map Yes. Oh, I was thinking of the Battlefield 3 beta. Might be. But we're looking at the future, not the past. Yes. And in the future, there will be four operators, or sorry, not operators, specialists that you can play as. And they all have interesting names, so you can look them up if you want. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's going to be exciting. The beta is uh, from October 6th through the 9th. Um, there is an early access for the beta from October 6th through 7th, and then after that, it'll go live into an open beta. So, that's exciting. We'll have impressions in a few weeks, and I'm looking forward to it. Are you? Oh, absolutely. I am very excited to get my hands on this. I just wish it came out on a different date. In... The final game, not the beta. Oh, oh, yes. I was going to say, I also wish they weren't liars and it came out in September, like the beta. (laughs) Mm, True. True, But moving on. Yes. Another tech news thing. Another. I know. It was kind of a dry week for video game news, but there's some techie stuff. Yeah. So Amazon has announced something new called Astro. Have you seen this, Morgan? I actually haven't. What what is it? (laughs) So it's kind of weird. They didn't do a lot of pushing for it. The only reason I even know this exists is because I happened to go on Amazon when they were slightly pushing on their website. So Astro is a new home assistant that they have created. Oh. And it is straight scary because it is a robot on wheels that follows you around. Oh, gosh. And it has cameras and it's watching and listening and spying on you. (laughs) So the only difference is it has wheels now. Cha-ching! Yep. (laughs) And in the trailer, to show it off, they even showed off that it has a a tiny little storage container on its back that you can use to send to other people. Oh. And 
in the trailer it sent beer to a man's wife <laughs> that's wild and the they also made a big deal of showing it off moving on carpets oh okay so you know people would know hey it can it can work on carpets but I'm just glad I live in a house with stairs. I was so going to say, can it, it has it figured out stairs yet? Because it will no. in one of the updates. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of the updates it gets to stairs and it just, like, sprouts spider legs or something. <laughs> you don't even have to download the update. It just starts happening. It's, it's so terrifying. <laughs> but, yeah. So, they now have the Day 1 edition that was available for purchase by invitation only. Wow. Did you purchase and this? Were you I invited? <laughs> I was not invited, mm. but it costs a thousand dollars. Woo! And one thing I noticed when scrolling through the thing is you have to pay for a service called Ring Protect Pro in order to have it take the most advantage of the features they showed off on it. Okay. Which was when you're not home, you can have it just rolling around your house constantly on patrol. <laughs> oh no! And. There were a bunch of things that showed off, like a guy who's away from his house and a raccoon breaks into his kitchen. <laughs> um, dogs getting a mischief. It implied potential break-ins. And in order to take advantage of that, you have to pay for the service. But another thing I noticed is in order for it to actually be able to contact emergency services, you have to pay for the subscription. Oh. So I can totally see a scenario where you're on the ground like, Astro, call 911. I'm having a heart attack. I'm sorry, Jim. You have to pay for Pro for that feature. <laughs> Would you like me to charge your credit card? <laughs> Would you like me to call your dog instead? <laughs> that would be free. <laughs> No, and then and then here the the whole premise of the the Amazon takeover is one day the robots of course you know start attacking in the household, and then the owners try to call nine one one trying to override the system, but then Amazon cuts all the subscriptions, <laughs> <laughs> like immediately you get like an email you hear the whoosh and it's like your subscription has been terminated. <laughs> Just like you in a few moments. <laughs> we can make a movie. This would be good. <laughs> but I just can't wait to see. Because have you seen the trailer for Ron's Gone Wrong? Yeah, I have. <laughs> it reminds me of that. Yeah. This is also a lot like Mitchell's vs. Machines, which if you haven't seen, it's <laughs> so good. Movie. It's so good. <laughs> I recommend it to all of our fans. It's on Netflix. Yes, it's the creator, the same people who, the same directors, pardon, that did um, the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, you can tell. Their fingerprints are all over it, and it's great. Yes. But I just think they're eventually going to get to the point where they customize your Astro so you can give it distinct personalities. Oh, and man. I'm just waiting for someone to like spray paint theirs green. And have it set up so that, you know, someone breaks in their house and it's like, <laughs> what are you doing oh, no. in this swamp? <laughs> and then like a machine gun just sprouts out of the head or something. Well, you, you've seen those things where you can chain commands together with the Alexa where oh, yeah. like people, like people will walk in and like a green light will fill the room and smoke yep. will come out. <laughs> so yep. good. I have mine set bare bones. I have two I can think of off the top of my head. So, one of them is 
I say Alexa intruder alert and she sets volume to maximum and screams what are you doing in my swamp and then blasts <laughs> all-star by smash mouth that's where i got the inspiration for this that's amazing and the other one i installed what or i created was execute order 66 oh no so she then says it will be done my lord and then it does blaster sound effects <laughs> and then plays the um song from revenge of the sith that plays during the order 66 scene yeah and then I made a protocol for immediately after that. She goes, good, good, my apprentice. Now go to the Mustafa system and wipe out Visrai Gunra and the rest of the separatist leaders. <laughs> so good. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, and all it cost was my privacy. <laughs> well... Now that you're actually talking about um, your Alexa uh, enjoying and delving into Star Wars, did you hear the Star Wars news this week? No. What what went over my head? Star oh, Wars The Book of Boba Fett has a release date. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. Sorry. I'm, I was transfixed on Kenobi. Oh, yeah. No, not quite yet. But Book of, Bo- uh, Book of Boba Fett is coming out in December. Woo. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm glad... They actually, you know, specified that this is a whole separate series because, you know, for a while people were like, well, is this technically going to be the third season of The Mandalorian? Is this going to be its own thing? Who knows? But yeah, so now it's its its own series. Not sure if it's a full-length series or a mini one, but it is coming out. So that's exciting. Woo! Yeah. And then, Connor, you know, I've been, I've been doing some things this week, some weird ones, but... Uh, first off, I'll, as always, you know, I'll start with video games. Um, you know, I have been playing a lot more Deathloop, and I can officially say I love this game now. I'm at that point. It's so wacky and wonky. I'm at the point where your loop, your daily loops, like, actually affect the story. Um, so Connor, the thing, like, I'm trying to figure out now is, so the, the object of the game is to break this time loop that you're in. And in order to do that, uh, you find out very early in the game, you have to kill the eight visionaries, which are like the leaders of of this island. You have to kill all of them in a, a single day span. But they all have their own things going on. They're all in different places. So your goal is to get them all together and to eliminate them or as many as you can and then plot, plot it out like that. And you, you go through documents just like a lot of uh exploratory games uh in the past decade or two you start picking up documents reading memos finding out more about them and one of the fun ones uh you find out that they're not really supposed to interact with each other that much or to avoid it as much as possible because they know something like this can happen it's easier to kill all of you if you're together so what do two of them do have a secret romance and you try you try to feel um their passion for each other and find a meetup spot for them to eliminate them. Just one little thing. It's a really cool game though. Uh, the the weapons are wild. I just found out this that this really long distance assault rifle that I love turns out it's a shotgun. Blew my mind. But wait, what? Yeah, uh, because I think I had a single like weapon trinket on it that helped extend its range a little bit. And when I took it off, I noticed, oh, this is just like a little bit longer range of a shotgun than I'm used to. 
pretty interesting. The guns are very neat in this game. You you can pick up there. They do have rarities, but most of them aren't completely randomized. But some of the visionaries and some of the areas on the maps will have special guns attached to them. And I found this one SMG, like a submachine gun, that uh, has two clips in it, so you can reload while you're shooting. Huh. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, this game, whenever whenever you do have the opportunity, whether it be PC, PlayStation 5, or when it inevitably comes out on Xbox, you should definitely take a look. Yeah, besides that, the, the rest of the things I've been going into this week have been shows. Um, I'm still on my American Horror Story binge, Connor. I am currently on season eight of the nine that have been fully released. There's also a spinoff called American Horror Stories, where every single episode is an, um, is an anthology. And then there is a 10th season that is currently airing which they're more than halfway through. So it's been a lot. It's been a lot, a lot, a lot. So many hours of television that I've had to just throw in my spare time late at nights and everything. It's been fun. I think I really genuinely only love the first four seasons. So I came into the rest with very low expectations and it's made it so much better. I've actually enjoyed everything I've watched at this point. So that's fun. I know you've only watched one episode of American Horror Stories ever, right? Is that correct? I didn't even watch the full episode. I just watched five to ten minutes of it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And um, why did you watch that again? Like, what was special in it? So, <laughs> I walked into the common room where two of my friends, shout out to Angel and Cam, were watching American Horror Story on the television and this also i got into shameless oh yeah so they were watching i'm not sure which series it was but i just went in there to pop popcorn and i heard that it was life on mars by david bowie was playing and you know that immediately got my attention and a few minutes later neil patrick harris savagely cut a woman in half with a saw and that was enough for me yep <laughs> That basically sums up American Horror Story. So, <laughs> but I'm almost done with this binge. Who knows? Maybe I'll come with my solo rankings at some point if anyone wants to hear them. But my the other t uh, TV show I've watched, Connor, is Ted Lasso. We are Kristen and I are binging the second season. I think there are two more episodes to release, so we kind of waited for a while till there was enough to actually like go through. Because I don't think we could wait week to week with this one. And this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Have you ever have you ever watched it? I've seen trailers. I just haven't had time to watch it yet. It's so great. I mean, yeah, like it might on on paper, it might not seem the most interesting for people who don't like sports, but let me tell you and promise you, it's so much more than that. Like literally anyone I've ever like shown this show to, no matter like what they actually like care about or are interested in, they all love it. It's so great and lighthearted. But there are season there are portions of it that go into some dark places not like violently or anything just like emotionally and stuff and um we're, we're currently at one now and it's, it's hard because <laughs> i think we have two more episodes to catch up on that are currently out and i'm like i want to do it now so i'm not sad anymore <laughs> but that's really good uh ted lasso has been great uh it's on season two right now 
if anyone has Apple TV or any other way to watch those type of things, uh, I definitely recommend it. Then finally, Connor, I'm going out this weekend. Woo, woo. Yeah, Kristen and I are going to Atlanta. Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo. we. Yahoo. Yahoo. Okay, Chris Pratt. Listen. No. <laughs> um no yahoo (laughs) are you sure that's not um jack black is bowser (laughs) anyway we're going black is bowser but i'm gonna get you mario (laughs) (laughs) now i actually like that casting thanks for putting that in my head (laughs) um mario um anyway we're going to atlanta this weekend we're gonna watch one of uh the final braves games of the year because the uh regular season ends on sunday so we're going to see the braves versus the mets on saturday evening we're gonna stay overnight and then drive back on sunday so it's gonna be fun i'm excited for it you got any fun weekend plans connor uh well i might go see carnage later today Ooh. And I have a dentist appointment tomorrow morning. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Big plans for old ConCon this weekend. Pour one out for ConCon. If I'm recording solo next week, you know why. Just just because he didn't want to, not because anything bad happened. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But, Connor, are you ready for the main course? Of course, of course. Of course, of course. And what we like to start with in the main course is some food. So, Connor, I think it's time. If you have graciously prepared something for me, I am ready for Beard to Table. And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you enjoy Alrighty, so i now have returned to the room with most of my preparations ready so i currently in the next room over have something toasting and you might be wondering morgan what am i toasting what's he toasting in there so when i was at work the other day i noticed they had mystery flavor pop tarts Ooh. And did you ever hear about these? I haven't. I've heard of mystery, like, everything else, but not Pop-Tarts. So these are terrible. Oh, like, no. If you go on their website, and they actually have a web page for them, because there's a the little QR code on the box for people to guess, and the flavor was figured out accurately, no. and it's just one-star reviews across the board. That's brutal. What What was the flavor? Everything Bagel. <laughs> for their mystery pop tart yep why didn't they just promote that and my spit bucket is ready oh no wait so have you had these nope oh okay okay that's exciting and the thing is pop tarts always advertise themselves as being enjoyable straight out of the bag toasted toasted with butter or frozen so you chose toasted or toasted with butter so I have undone, nothing's been done to these. Okay. I have frozen. I have 
and I have one in the toaster right now. Half of it's going to be buttered, and half of it's going to be normal. Oh, beautiful. You're going to try how much always. I can put down. Okay. Oh, yep. Dear viewer probably wants to know, well, what's the definitive way to experience the uh, <laughs> everything bagel Pop-Tart? And you know what? I'm doing my due diligence. That's beautiful. And warning, in two or three minutes, there might be a random beeping. That is fine. That just means that the horror going on in the next room over is over. <laughs> so... Let's get started with the regular ones. Sure thing. Now, looking at the wrapper, is it still branded as the mystery Pop-Tart? Nope. Just a regular, undiscernible Pop-Tart. Okay. <laughs> Imagine living in a household that owns multiple Pop-Tarts and just mixes them together. <laughs> it's yeah. like Russian roulette. Oh, no. Who's going to get the terrible one? <laughs> so, does it have a smell right away? Onions. Okay. Wow, Shrek would love this. I know. <laughs> this is Shrek's dream pop tart. I don't know why you're trashing it. <laughs> so, there's a mustache printed on the Pringle. Wait. <laughs> wait Pringle. Wait a minute. <laughs> I wish this was a Pringle. It's a pop tart. <laughs> on the package or on the pop tart? On the pop tart itself. Okay. It's wow. a blue mustache with white frosting. Okay. And it literally smells like sugar and onions. <laughs> It's so gross. I'm just going to go for it. Okay. Wait, which one is this? This is the regular or the frozen? Regular. Okay. Okay, this is not the worst thing I've ever eaten. Okay. That's a step. It literally just tastes like sugary onions. Nice. With a hint of pepper. Oh, okay. Objectively, it's not the worst thing I've ever eaten. Sure. It's like the initial hit is very onion. There it is. Oh, there it is. The initial hit is very oniony, but the aftertaste actually isn't terrible. Okay. Well, I won't hold you any longer. You can go get that one if you'd like. I just took a second bite. It's, <laughs> it's not terrible. Okay. Now, I'm going to go for the Frozen. All right. Now, the quick ranking, what would your ranking of that one be? What would your quick review be? Besides, it's um, okay. Honestly, I'd probably, like, going off of the five-point scale, I'd probably say a three out of ten. So, I guess, sorry, <laughs> three out of five. Okay. So, I guess I'd give it a six out of ten. Wow. It It's actually a lot better than I was anticipating. Wow. <laughs> Well, I got to spit fucking everything. Well, you you and Shrek do have a a lot of in the mind together, you know? You are on a wavelength. Yeah. So, the Frozen one has a monocle printed on the Pop-Tart. Oh. It's very... Oh, my gosh. I can't break a piece off. <laughs> I've never had a Frozen, Frozen Pop-Tart before. Oh, I just noticed the filling is just white. <laughs> Like, I don't know what dye they put in this to make it artificially white like this, but I'm <laughs> concerned I might be like a Kanye lyric. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow, this is very chewy. Very chewy? Okay. It's a lot chewier than normal frozen Pop-Tarts are. Hmm. Okay. Flavor-wise, I like it a lot better frozen. Okay. Because for some reason, there's just no onion taste. 
Oh, interesting. You just get that really nice aftertaste that was like a sugary pepper. Sure. Which I never realized that was actually a decent combo until now. Okay. Do you still have the same smell, or is that diluted too? That's actually diluted too. It smells like a normal Pop-Tart. Okay. Wow. So this one's a little better then. So you gave the last one a six, so... I'd give this one an eight out of ten, because I got an aftertaste of the onion. Holy Toledo. Wow, okay. I'm excited to hear... I'm assuming you're going to hate the toasted one. But... Well, by the logic I just got from the Frozen, I'm going to open my toaster oven, and I'm just going to be assaulted with the smell of ogres. Yes. (laughs) But time to get up and find out. Okay. Hot, 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 hot. So, my first question, is it hot? So, I have returned. Yes. And I do have to say that the toaster oven was not kind to this Pop-Tart. Oh, no. Because it, like, melted. <laughs> oh? Um, like, the filling melted inside of the Pop-Tart, which doesn't normally happen in my experience. And it was a very hot, sugary mess when I took it out of the toaster and it burnt my fingers. Oh, no. With the burning sugar. So I'm in mild pain. Well, we but wish you a speedy recovery. Should I start with butter or unbuttered i'd go unbuttered first okay yeah it, it's got a wow it looks like uh pudding now the f- filling oh so i'm going in for a bite of the toasted oh. well first tell me the smell is it more pungent actually no it's It's definitely more pungent compared to the frozen, but it's nowhere near as pungent as the untoasted, which Interesting. is weird. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you have a spit bucket? I swallowed it, but begrudgingly. <laughs> the It intensified the onion initial hit. Mm, yeah. It kept... And it lingered through the aftertaste. And it's still in my mouth. Incredible. Wow. That that is a solid 2 out of 10. Wow. Well, wow. folks, there you have it. If you're going to pick up some mystery Pop-Tarts, just eat it frozen. Yeah. Now I'm going to put some butter. Oh, yeah. You didn't have the butter part. Jeez. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to the buttered Pop-Tart. Oh, well, I'd say I'd apologize to the viewers, but there's a chance I might cut this part of me apologizing. So. Going in for it. It smells the same, but now there's butter. Okay, okay. Do you think butter can redeem it? Maybe. It definitely adds to the flavor profile, but only a taste test will find out.
Yes, butter redeems it because now it just tastes like a sugary everything bagel. Okay. Is it better than the frozen one? Actually, that's hard to tell because if I was going for this and I wanted the taste of a everything, like a sugary everything bagel, I totally would go for this, which this being the one currently in my hand, the toasted buttered one. Yeah. If I was going for a regular Pop-Tart, I would go for the frozen one. But the fact of the matter is I would just go to the store and buy a regular Pop-Tart. I'd say the closest flavor I can think of off the top of my head is sugar cookie Pop-Tart, which is a seasonal exclusive flavor, but it still exists. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. This isn't terrible. All right. What would your what would your number be for this one? Um In regards to the fact it actually nails tasting like a sugary uh everything bagel, I'd give it a 10 out of 10 because it nailed that. But in regards to like what I in the long term would actually go out of my way to obtain, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. Sure. Okay. Because the fact of the matter is I'm never buying these again. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. There you have it. The ups and downs of the mystery everything bagel Pop-Tart. Connor, are you ready to forget about all this to put your worries behind you? I ate half the Pop-Tart. Wow. I'm not going to finish it, though. Yeah. Well, you, you have the half of the butter on it. Well, actually, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Connor, I think it's time to put those worries behind you and to put more terrifying worries in front of you. Because I think it's time for our first October ranking. And for our rankings in October, Connor, we're going spoopy. Or at least related to Halloween. And what better way to start off the month than by ranking our top five Stephen King adaptations? I'm excited for this one. It was a, it was a hard list to make, and I have some honorable mentions. The list could have went on and on. I love Stephen King, but I compiled it to three honorable mentions and a top five. Oh, what what do you do? Well, let's just get into let's just get into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's going first this time? I'll go. I'll just do it. All right. Got it. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. So I totally misrealized what we were actually doing because I thought we were doing top five miniseries. Oh, okay. My bad. I've only seen three miniseries. So I interspliced some movies to compensate. Oh, perfect. So my number five being the worst of the miniseries I've seen, Tommyknockers. Have you ever yeah. seen almost, this one? <laughs> I almost put it in as my uh, dishonorable mention. I have seen it. It's really bad. Yeah. One of the first lines in the movie is, uh, there's magic in them woods. Engines knew it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird... I've never read the book or story it's based on, but... It's really weird. There's dolls. They come to life at one point for some reason. 
the ending is really dumb. The Tommyknockers themselves are so funny looking. It's just bad. So, my number four is The Green Mile. Solid. This is a incredible movie. Michael Clark Duncan got cheated out of an Oscar for this movie. It's just really good. It's completely... Like, you can totally tell it's a Stephen King story, but it's completely out of his normal realm of writing. Yeah. Because it's actually a well-written and sentimental movie as opposed to a horror Mm -hmm. property, I guess. Yeah. And it is the kind of thing that you will cry. Like, if I think of the movie, I will tear up. Think of it, Connor, on air right now. I have a tear rolling down my cheek. (laughs) It is a very tragic ending, and... I was going to mention a honorable mention right here. Sure. Which is Rose Red. I've mm. always wanted to watch this one. I have never had the opportunity to. And I've... Let me think. There were two years now I've actually been trying to hunt it down. Like, every October I'll try to hunt a copy of it down. Because it's not available on any streaming service. And the only place I could find a copy of it was Amazon. And it was $56 for the DVD. And I said no. That's crazy. I'm happy to report that about 30 minutes before we started recording, I actually found one on eBay for $15. Nice, nice. So I will be able to finally enjoy Rose Red this October. Very nice. Number three, I am doing the Langoliers. Okay. Because... (laughs) This is a really cheesy one, and I actually enjoy it. It's stupid. At least the, in adaptation-wise. I think the book's a lot better. Yeah. But the... Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. But the... I just love it. The way they act. Scary, the little girl! The <laughs> graphics they use for the Langleers themselves. They look like killer meatballs from outer space. Yep. They they just fly around looking really bad. Um, I actually nicknamed one of the enemies in Destiny 2 that looks very similar to them, Langoliers. <laughs> it's just really fun. The premise is um, a group of people who were sleeping on a plane while it passed through an interdimensional gate ended up stuck in, in between time and... <laughs> they one of them goes crazy it's just very interesting connor i have a confession to make i mixed up the langoliers and the tommy knockers <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that actually explains a lot so yeah. tommy knockers <laughs> i've also seen the tommy knockers but go oh, on please okay. explain it though yeah tommy knockers there is a crashed ufo buried underneath this town in maine and there the aliens inside of it are waking up and causing weird things to happen that's pretty much the most clean cut way i can explain tommy knockers yeah and moving on my number two i have it chapter one Ooh. the 2017 adaptation of Stephen King's It. 
nice. because I was blown away by this movie because I love it. It is probably my favorite Stephen King book, period. I wish you could be more descriptive. Like, say its name. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll be here all week. <laughs> who's on third? I don't know who's on second. Okay, let's not do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I very much enjoyed this. A lot gorier than the miniseries was. It definitely got less cheesy, especially compared to what came before it. And I thought it was a good thing that certain scenes from the book were cut out of the movie. Yeah. It was definitely for the better. All around, I thought it was a very good Stephen King adaptation. The first time I watched it, I'm not even kidding when I said I had the jitters for a week while watching it. Or, sorry, after watching it. And even the second time I watched it, about a year later, it there were a few scenes that I forgot about that actually still scared me. Because, like, I actually jumped because I completely forgot. Oh my gosh. You know, jump scare. But the fact of the matter is, I did not like It Chapter 2 at all. Yeah. I thought it was a very underwhelming follow-up. Which is a shame, because I very, very much like the number two. But my number one, my absolute favorite Stephen King adaptation, is the 1990 It miniseries. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I thought you were going to put this somewhere. Number one doesn't surprise me, but it also surprises me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just my... It's one of those weird movies that I can just watch this anytime. I can just watch it. It's Sometimes it's hard for me to get through the whole four hours of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can almost not even call it a miniseries. You could honestly just call it a movie in two parts. Yeah, for sure. Because there's only two two-hour-long episodes, but... It, I just love it. I can just rewatch this. I've had times where I watch this movie two or three times in a week. It's just, I love it. I will, I can watch it in February. I can watch it in August. I'll definitely watch it sometime this month. Yes. My only issue is Pennywise doesn't do that meme dance that is in the part one movie. Well, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show to see that. That's sure. That's fair. <laughs> And, yeah, I absolutely loved Tim Curry's adaptation of Pennywise. He's so good. It, it, and the best thing about it is it's completely different from what Skarsgård did with it. And they were both effective. Oh, yeah, they were both very good Pennywises. I, I don't want to compare them because they're such good adaptations that they have their own merits and they have their own weaknesses. They they're good they complement each other honestly but that's my list i love your list connor morgan fire back i will and just as a heads up i <laughs> i did focus more on movies but i did a mini series in here so our list might look a little different just because of that context but i really like your list and i appreciate you bringing in some of the stories that would have been left out so I'm going to start with my honorable mentions. My I have three of them. My number three is going to be Children of the Corn. Knew it. Knew it. Yes, I was like, I don't think this is actually very good, but it's very memorable to me. 
very memorable. It's a a cult of kids in some cornfields, man. It's scary. Every time I go near a cornfield now, I think of the Field of Dreams and I think of Children of the Corn. Both very different emotions, all including a lot of dead people, though. It's very interesting. (laughs) My number two is the HBO uh, series adaptation of The Outsider, which is a book that only came out like three or four years ago now. That's awesome. It's like a detective investigating this supernatural creature that can shapeshift and is like framing murders on people. Very cool. If you, if you get a chance to watch that, Connor, it's pretty neat. Um, my number one honorable mention is a Netflix movie uh, adapting the short story Gerald's Game. I really like this one for such a basic premise. Uh, this This woman gets tied to a bed and is left alone without spoiling anything else. That is the general premise of it. And no one's coming for her, so... She has to figure out how to get out, uh, how not to starve, things like that. It's very good. For such a simple movie, like in theory, It there's a lot going on with it. But now, off of my honorable mentions, I'll just go to my top five. Number five, It Chapter One, for the same reasons that you placed, Connor. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was much better than part two. It was fresh. Uh, the... The structure of it was a little better. I still, that's still the one thing I'm not super hot on, which is why it's my number five. Whereas, like, you get a scary encounter, then you move to the next kid, and then just, like, keep re- keep doing that till the end of the movie. But I really liked what they were doing in this movie. So that's why it's my number five. My number four is The Shawshank Redemption. Another awesome movie in a similar vein to The Green Mile. Very different genre than what we're used to from Stephen King, but with even less supernatural horror or supernatural elements to it. It's a classic like jailbreak movie, but without the action per se. A lot of good emotional beats, interesting characters. It's a great movie. My number three, and sometimes one of my absolute favorites of all time is Cujo. Uh, this is the story or the movie, the s- short story that you never show people who are afraid of dogs. This is just rude. <laughs> uh, what ends up happening is this mother and her child end up being stuck in a car uh, because there is a rabid, um, what, what type of dog is it? It's a huge dog. It's, um, hmm. Connor, what's the dog that Beethoven is? St. Bernard. Yes, it's a giant St. Ber- like, rabid St. Bernard. Just terrifying, because St. Bernards are so cute and fluffy, and you don't really think bad things about them until they have rabies and try to kill you. Uh, <laughs> that movie's awesome. Another simple premises-type movie where there's not much going on except the horror right in front of you that you got to deal with. My number two, Connor, is going to be The Green Mile. And then my number one, I'm shocked. Well, I'm not shocked because you didn't really include many movies. My number one is The Shining. One of my all-time favorite movies, probably in my top 10 of all time, regardless. Uh, And we're talking about not the mini series, like the the Jack Nicholson, Stanley Kubrick movie. 
Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Very long, but it's so wild. Um, essentially, a, a caretaker of a hotel goes mad while also discovering that it is filled with ghosts and apparitions and all this other wild stuff going on. I love Here's it. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah, it's weird. Most of the pop culture references in that movie weren't in the book, which is neat. It's a lot of very cool differences between the book and the movie, and they're both amazing. So I'm happy with it. That's our list, though, Connor. I love these this these Stephen King rankings. Uh, we got some other great rankings coming up for the rest of October. I'm excited and honestly a little giddy for them. But now it is time to move on to our rapid fire Rapid fire. and this week connor we we were going in between a few different things but i didn't end up having as much time as i i would have liked to this week so instead of watching a movie which was the original plan and i'm not going to say which one because i might save it for another rapid fire later on but instead of that i decided to watch the first episode of squid game on netflix and i got a lot of thoughts on it connor but I'm ready for a lot of questions, so lay it on me. Well, for those who are not aware of what Squid Games is, what is it? So, Squid Game is about a man, I'll, I'll say the basic premise, and then you could you could get more out of me if you want. <laughs> the basic premise is this man who's down on his luck uh, financially, he's in trouble with loan sharks, things like that. He gets the opportunity to compete in this game with hundreds of other people where if they make it through, I believe it's, it's, I mean, it must be, I think it's six actually. You'd think it would be eight, but I think it's if they complete six games, they win like a ridiculous amount of money. And I actually don't know what it is because this movie takes place in South Korea and I don't remember what the currency is or what, like what the actual prize was, but it is a ton of money, like more than like millions of US dollars. And it, that's where that's the basic premise of it. Hmm. Hello, Mister. So, what are some of these activities they're doing? So, I only in the first episode they only do one, and the activity is red light, green light. What? Yeah, they play a big game of red light, green light, but. There is a robot, like a robot doll, essentially, playing the game. It's singing like a red light, green light song in Korean. And it will turn around and use eye tracker, like sensors, to take a, take in any movement. What happens if they lose the game? Aha! Now this is where Squid Game gets interesting, Connor. If they lose the game, and you only find... You find out, one, they get eliminated from the tournament, like from the games, uh, if if they lose in any of the games. But more specifically, you find out during red light, green light, if you fail, because there's a time or two, I think it was five minutes to cross the line, you know, like as red light, green light goes, it, or if you're going to tag the, you know, the person. But you could either get past that at, uh, by five minutes, like if you don't do that, you fail, or if you get caught moving. And what happens, Connor, is you die. You get murdered. Oh! Yes. And you find out uh, the sensor goes off. And then you go. You find out that the outdoor area that you thought they were in is fake. 
and uh there's sniper hole like sniper perches all up in the top of them so when they spot movement they shoot you dead (laughs) and when the game started and when the first person died probably 200 or so of the people panicked and tried to run towards what they thought was the exit but they all moved so they all were murdered And there's a little under 500 people to start. So are we following one point of view character or are we following a small cast? So as of now, we're following one point of view character. I wouldn't be surprised if that expanded. But as of now, it's one person. I think they they would have killed. I would have been if they if they were going to make it a smaller cast, like an ensemble cast. I think they would have actually killed off this character in this episode but they didn't. So I'm assuming we're sticking with him through the end. And is it something like Highlander where there can only be one winner or can there be multiple winners? You just have to get through the games. So my understanding as of now is there can be multiple winners, but uh, who knows with the end game, if they just are like, well, now there can only be one. But I think to my understanding and to the contestants, there can be multiple winners as long as they get through it. Hmm. So, where have you been watching this? I've been watching, like, where in my apartment? Well, no, no, no. Oh, like, okay. How, like, if I wanted to watch it, oh, how yes. can I watch it? It is on Netflix. And so this is a film in, I mean, a show in Korean. There are a few different ways to watch it. You can watch it with English dubs with subtitles. You could watch it in Korean with subtitles, personally. And I know people have different opinions on this when it comes to anime. But personally, especially for live action, uh, I would just go with the Korean with English subs. The dub is distracting. They don't, obviously, they don't swap out the actors. So it's different voices not matching the lips and everything like that. Plus, you get the the gen- genuine emotion more if you just do the subtitles. So, I I agree with live action subtitles. Yeah, but for actual animated content, I'm a dub boy. Oh yeah, that's I, fair. I mean, I think animated is a whole different discussion. But for live action, I would definitely go with subtitles. Yeah, I, I'm there to watch the beautiful animation. I'm not there to have my eyes stuck at the bottom of the screen the whole time. Yeah, and I think they. They move the subtitles around a little bit. I think they they're... I'd have to like go back and watch it to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure they're near the top of the screen. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about in general. No, no. Usually they're at the bottom, but I was <laughs> saying I think that's an interesting thing that they did. I'd have to go back and confirm it, but yeah. But yeah, I've only watched the first episode. I believe there are eight. And... I'm assuming the final game, so they explain what the squid game is uh, at the very beginning. It was like a kid's like outdoor game uh, in Korea when the narrator is weird. There's a narrator to open up the show, but there hasn't been one since. So I don't know what character that's supposed to be, if it's any. But um, it seems to be leading towards that being the final game, which is neat. Anything else you want to know about Squid Game? Yeah, where exactly are we getting the name Squid? Are there squids everywhere? No, so the Squid Game is 
again, it's the shame that they would play growing up. And um, it had to do, like, they made, like, a field in the dirt. Like, they drew lines and everything, and it kind of resembled a squid. Oh, so it's not, like, Octodad Sniper Edition? No. Ugh. I would have watched that if it was Octodad Sniper Edition. (laughs) That would be cool. Well, that's all my questions for today. All right. Well, yeah, go check out the Squid Game. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's really, it's really awesome. It's starting to blow up too. So if you want to be part of the discussion, you know, join in now. All right, I think it's time that you've to- that you can go back and torture me again, Connor, with our next <laughs> with our next edition of Half Baked. Hurry up. It's taking forever. Ooh, I know. Finally. And this week, Connor, I think you wanted to especially torture me. He wanted to bring it back to something that proved I was only as smart as a fourth grader last time around. Third. Third. Oh, gosh. See, can't even remember. (laughs) I thought you were going to slap me back this week so i didn't prepare anything i'm hoping oh that's true that's true i will next week i'll come prepared okay so this week we're going back to are you smarter than a fifth grader the board game i'm nervous i'm not gonna lie gotta find my fancy schmancy sleeve fancy schmancy sleeve I'm going to quickly shuffle my decks just to minimize the chance of repeat questions. Sure, sure. All right. All right, I've pulled a card out at random for first grade science. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Now, remember, you can skip. But I do not give you lifelines. That's fair. And I need to, I think I need to use my skip this time because that was my most frustrating loss is I, I thought about using my skip and then didn't end up doing it last time. This time I'll let you use your, like sacrifice your skip if you get one wrong. Okay. All right. I like my odds then a little bit more. Yeah. So first grade science, tortillas are flat breads made from ground up what? Is this multiple choice or... It's just asking what kind of material do you use to make tortillas? Uh, I I feel like it could be a few answers. You could say, like, wheat, grain. I think grain would be the one I'd be going with. It says corn or wheat. Okay, so I said wheat. I'll take that. All right. All right. Fifth, or sorry, first grade math. You have 50 pennies. Okay. Jeff has 35 more pennies than you. How many pennies does Jeff have? He has 85. Yes, Mr. Henley, he is correct. Oh, thank you, Henley. Mr. Henley, the judge, the teacher. Second grade <laughs> social studies. You've moved up. You are at least as smart as a first grader. Oh, I feel like Billy Madison. Okay. 
ancient Egyptians used which of the following plants for paper? We actually already used this. We did. We'll we'll skip it. I don't want to get an easy like that. that, That's too easy. (laughs) We'll use the back of that card. Sure. Unless that's like supposed to be 10 times harder. (laughs) I really wish that I didn't have to use this ridiculous sleeve to read the cards. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah, that way I could actually read the card before I ask you the question. Yeah. For those wondering, though, it was papyrus. I'm so smart. (laughs) What language is spoken the most by people from Cuba? Oh, my gosh. Just going to go with Spanish. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I was like, I didn't, I was like, that seemed so obvious. I was like, I don't know if there was a trick there. (laughs) I was going to lead you on that one if, uh. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, like, that was what my answer was in my head the whole time. But I was like, is there some other answer I should be thinking about? <laughs> okay. In the year 1770, mm-hmm. 1770, what country was in charge of the American colonies? Oh, the colonies. Um, England. Well, they wanted Great Britain, but I'll oh, take it. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. That's your call. You want to take that or you want me to waste the... Oh, I'm taking it. Okay, take... okay. Don't worry. These are all so... just labels, man. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> third grade animal science. Oh. Well, I'm on third grade. Dolphins are what type of eaters a vegetarians b carnivores c herbivores i have no idea about dolphins i genuinely don't know but i guess i'll guess and then if i get it right then i don't need to skip uh can you say the options again just so i know the order sure a vegetarian b carnivore and c herbivores hmm I'm assuming they're not herbivores. I don't think. I'm going to just mm-hmm. guess. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. I've never thought about what dolphins eat. I'm just going to. Well, what, what, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, think of how much vegetation there isn't in the ocean. Well, there is a lot of vegetation. Well, there's seaweed, but do you really think a giant dolphin can subsist on seaweed? Well, that's why I was iffy on it, because there are some fish that do just do that type of stuff. But it's it's going to be a carnivore. They're the closest to humans. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to lead you with no, isn't. I, no, I know. But I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I never really thought about what a dolphin eats, you know? <laughs> okay. This one looks... It's third grade art. I read the first sentence. Looks kind of easy. Let's okay. See. The color green is formed by combining blue with what other color? Oh no! Uh, yellow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Why is the third grade question easier than a second grade? Question? Now, Connor, I'll admit, uh, <laughs> there was a moment last week. I told Kristen this. She could back me up. I did have an issue with the color wheel. <laughs> um and not even i was just being dumb more than not knowing i i was at work and ran out of uh i was trying to for our our shift uh like like our um hourly like roll sheet 
I was looking to put everyone's name in a different color, and I ran out of colors that we had in markers. So I decided to just <laughs> randomly, I didn't even think about it to like what I was going to make, but I combined some colors and I made a beautiful purple. <laughs> and I was shocked. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> You're now in the fourth grade, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> fourth grade math. Reduce this fraction. This fraction is 14 over 18. 14 over 18? Oh, boy. 14 over 18. Seven-ninths? Yes. Cool. Okay. I was like, yeah, I don't know how far we're going with that. Fourth grade animal science. Okay. True or false? It is the female lion that has a mane. Ah, uh, that's true. Are you committed to that? Um, hmm. well, I have my... I mean, you always... I don't know, man. Because there's certain animals that go against expectations for that. You've seen The Lion King, right? Yeah, but that's not, like, accurate. <laughs> like, Scar? Yeah, but are you telling me that The Lion King is accurate? And Mufasa. Well, I'm assuming... Connor, I know, but it's a Disney animated movie. Well, fine. you got that one wrong. It is fall. Well, okay, fine. Okay. You said true. I know. I'll take the L on that. Okay. I was like, I don't know for real. I just know The Lion King, which... It's not like a fact. They got Pocahontas wrong, so therefore... <laughs> well, I mean, it's... I don't know. I wouldn't take any of what they say to be true or false. All right, fourth grade math. It snowed two days in one week. What fraction of the week was snowy? Uh, I'm going to give you two answers in case one's wrong just because of what they define as a week. Is it seven days? Is that what they're yes. considering? Okay, so two-sevenths. Yes. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to clarify that before I gave my you, answer. You made it to fifth grade so far. Woo! I'm you've smarter used... than I was two weeks ago. Yep. You've used your lifeline. Yes. I'm nervous now. I'm going to, this one's fifth grade English. I'm immediately dropping that one because, I mean, did anyone ever learn anything in English? I mean, I was an English major for three years. <laughs> oh, I know. But honestly, they should call it fifth grade ridiculous grammar that you will never actually truly apply. Ah, that's that's fair. Those are, At least they, those can actively be tricky. apply. You might subconsciously apply it, but... Yeah, but you might not even know what it's ever been called or things like that. Yes. Yeah, I got that. You might know how to use an apostrophe. You just might not know what an apostrophe actually is called. Yes. Uh, how many representatives serve in the U.S. House of Representatives? <laughs> actually, this is this card's outdated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was... <laughs> are we just going to skip it then? <laughs> yep, we're skipping it. Oh, thank gosh. I would have gotten that wrong. <laughs> Cool also, it's going to be different again in a few... What? How? When is it changing? Uh, well, actually, I think the total number is changing. It's just the state totals are changing. Oh, okay. I think. I could be wrong. Hmm. But this one's easy for you, Mr. English Major. Okay. Who wrote A Midsummer's Night Dream? Uh, William Shakespeare. Yes. Which... They spelled William wrong in the card. Oh, that's beautiful. Which is actually debatable. I don't know. There's a lot of theories on what who actually wrote a lot of his stuff 
very interesting. The coldest temperature ever recorded in the United States was in what state? Bro. <laughs> um, I mean, there's answer. I have a few easy answers. I'm just going to go with Alaska, though. Yes, yes, cool. yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure you could probably say at the peak of some mountaintops and like <laughs> some states could maybe get higher but or lower, I mean, but cool. Okay, feeling good, feeling good. All right, so I am now going to pick a million-dollar question at random. Okay, and this is to graduate. Yes. You are smarter than a fifth grader. We have confirmed. Woo! But are you smart enough to make money? <laughs> I think I know the answer to that. So I'm going to pick a card at completely at random. Okay. And then I'm going to put it through a filter and make sure it's actually reasonable. Okay. Because this is a million dollar question. It's highly unlikely it's a reasonable question. That's fair. Oh, this one actually isn't terrible. In what year did women in the United States get the right to vote? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so bad that I don't know this. All right. Well, we're going to start off with two. the first two digits. Our one and nine. Correct halfway there <laughs> um oh man i'm trying to think of the order of these events would you like a new one no i mean i mean uh let me can i if i get the decade will you give me some credit and then i have to get the next one right tell you what I will give you an opportunity for something. Okay. You can call one person on your phone right now. I don't know what anyone would pick up. They're all at work. <laughs> if, if they pick up and give you the right answer. Oh, gosh. I'll let you use your call a friend helpline. Um, can I text a friend for Kristen? Sure. But you, I'm going to give you... One minute from the second I start my top stopwatch, which is now. Okay. One minute to get a answer. So, are you feeling confident? No. <laughs> Her service is really bad. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't have to text Kristen. You could have texted someone you know who's a gender studies major. I don't think I remember any of, any of my friends who are. I'm sure there are. Could have texted anyone. Well, yeah, I mean, but you could like have texted me. <laughs> that, that's not fair. <laughs> well, all right, I'll just shoot out an answer if I don't have it by then. You have twenty seconds. Have anything good for breakfast? Uh, not yet. I woke up and started recording, mm. but then I gotta go right to work, so I'm probably not gonna eat till tonight. Mm. I had yogurt and an apple, oh. plus some onion pop tart. Five, four, three, two, one. Morgan, do you have a response? I do not. I'm just going to shoot out an answer. Um, And I can't guess a year. I'm not confident enough. It's just the 1920s. Do you want to cut the S off that? Um, If you're suggesting that, sure. I'll gladly do. It was 1920. 
Yup. Let's go. <laughs> Morgan, you won. That's amazing. I feel like I've conquered the world. I passed. I'm proud of myself for once. I think it's time to move on to celebrate my win. I think it's time to move on and treat ourselves to some dessert. Desserts. Hmm, yes. Yeah, Connor, I want you to go first today. All right. We both have the most serious stories we've ever brought to the table. Nah. <laughs> so, while scrolling on Twitter, I noticed that a journalist named Chloe... I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Okay, that's a weird it last name. A-N-G-Y-A-L. Angyal. Okay. Well, I noticed that she posted something to a Twitter account called Women Posting Their W's. Oh, I, I follow the men posting their W's. I, I should have assumed there was a women's one. I should follow it. Okay. Anyway, go on. So I noticed she posted two pictures. And the first one was an article she wrote a few years ago that was about how the Iowa Supreme Court was um, seeing a case where the Iowa House of Representatives was trying to change the state constitution to make same-sex marriage illegal in the state, which would have completely gone against the Supreme Court's decision in 2008. And she was reporting on how a man report or sorry went to the hearing and testified because he was raised by two women and came out completely normal and the name of the article was marry me zach walls and she did just that what yeah the second picture she posted is a wedding picture that's awesome yeah i just thought that was a cool little story and yeah people in iowa are still allowed to legally marriage if they are same sex so you know i see that as two w's yeah oh man you know three w's because i see a w for the mothers because they successfully raised a healthy functioning child who got married I see a W for the couple and a W for Iowa LGBT community. So, you know what? Three W's all around. There. Three claps for three doves. Connor, I have another uplifting story for you. One that involves an animal. Oh? Now, Connor, the Yankees last week won seven games in a row. Woo! It was awesome. Great feeling. Uh, I might actually... It might be too late to do it by then. I might I might record a playoff preview last week, uh, next week, like a quick one. But anyway, they went on a seven and zero run last week, and everyone wanted to know why. You know, they've, they've been a really streaky team. But is there anything going on behind the scenes that would spur them to do this? And you know what? There was. There's a Yankee pitcher who I love dearly named Nestor Cortez his nickname is Nasty Nestor and he went around and talked to some of his teammates and they decided they wanted to adopt a turtle to be the team turtle 
and they did. It's a very small turtle, and its name, since they play in the Bronx in New York City, the name of the turtle is Bronxy, and it's adorable. It's cute little Yankees turtle. Um, it's it's very cool. They've been trying to bring it with them to all the games they go to. Um, since they got the turtle, they went to Boston and brought Bronxy with them to Boston and swept the Red Sox, caught those dubs. And then, so the first series was at home. So Bronxy was at home with them. Then they went to Boston. And then unfortunately, Connor, they just played against the Toronto Blue Jays for the first time in two years because of COVID in Toronto. And you know what? Those Canadians wouldn't let Bronxy into the country. <gasps> and that's so upsetting. So Bronxy stayed home and rooted for his boys on the couch while he was eating some lettuce, you know, super cute, whatever. Of course. We, we stand Bronxy. Uh, <laughs> and they, they only won two out of three this time because they were doing it for Bronxy, but they just needed his spirit there. But anyway, so they're winning for a little Bronxy. And uh, the longest tenured Yankee uh, outfielder, Brett Gardner, has a quote saying he wants to get Bronxy a little World World Series ring. That's the goal this year. Oh, Cortez Bronxy. is said to be a proud papa. And maybe the best part, one of the quieter infielders on the Yankees, DJ LeMahieu, has apparently been caught just spending minutes staring at the turtle. <laughs> In awe. <laughs> And it's beautiful. We we really hope that Bronxy gets his ring. That's all I gotta say. And you know, just like Bronxy, uh, I think you know. What do you think's one other thing besides lettuce? What do you think Bronxy consumes a lot? The uh, tears of the Red Sox. The tears of the Red Sox, which are liquid, made up of like salt, saline, and what else? Salt. Well, besides that, well, what's the other thing? Water. Oh. Yeah. So just like Bronxy, let's consume our water. Let's stay hydrated. Let's have a great week. Stay hydrated. And eat your fiber. Eat your fiber waves and thank you for watching your screen as you press play on home cook small talk thank you very much and good day that was the single worst thing i ever heard in my life take me to the chat.